All right, let's set the scene. Never written any orders, never actually had any responsibility for any patient. Now we are going to start in a hospital taking care of patients on our own. Um, it's terrifying. Tamar Punarjan is eight hours from pulling on her teal scrubs, long white coat, and securing her PPE for her overnight shift in the COVID ICU unit. This month, close to 40,000 interns, people who've just graduated from medical school, will step into a hospital or clinic for the first time as doctors. No surprise here, this happens every year. But with coronavirus, 2020 is different. The job seems tougher, the stakes higher. One intern's hopes, expectations, and fears hours before her first moments in the COVID ICU. From the Annenberg Studio at the University of Pennsylvania, I'm Dan Gorenstein, and this is Tradeoffs. The morning Tamara Punarjian graduated this past May, she realized something. That years of doodling Dr. Punarjian secretly in my diary was actually something that I could doodle uh, in public. (laughs) Tamar is an internal medicine resident at Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. Here is how she describes the patients she'll be seeing. Usually if you come in with pneumonia, heart failure, these kind of things, you get admitted to internal medicine. Uh, Internal medicine works ICU, which primarily will handle a lot of COVID patients. So I knew that I would be working directly with COVID patients. Two minutes into the conversation, I can tell how excited Tamar is to start. In this moment, hours before her first ever shift, she is looking ahead, but she's also remembering back. Tamar had volunteered at a hospice house in Cleveland. She was 19. She struck up this friendship with one patient, an older woman. The hospice house was right on the lake, which was really pretty, so I I would take her out there. And one thing that's really great is that they uh, let the patient smoke, so I would take her out for a smoke break, which I think is wonderful. During one of our conversations, she mentioned that she missed going to church. That gave Tamar an idea. Next week, I walked into her room and uh, she <laughs> she was really funny. Tamar had a little gift. I rolled her out in her wheelchair and <laughs> so in between her, you know, smoking her cigarette, I was like, oh, uh, you know, I brought you something, a piece of communion. Immediately her face just changes and she starts to cry and she says, you just answered my last wish to have communion for one last time before I pass away. And really it was in that moment that I realized end of life, um, dealing with death, it's where the meat of life is. And it was in these kind of moments that I wanted to have for the rest of my life. That afternoon on Lake Erie and a hundred other moments since have kept her going on her long journey to becoming a doctor. A calling, she thinks, full of purpose for her and value for her patients. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Tamara starts her internal medicine residency having missed a milestone she had planned for years. El Camino de Santiago is a pilgrimage walk in uh, northern Spain and it's 550 miles. A week before her walk through vineyards, the Pyrenees Mountains, and historic villages in northern Spain, health officials declared coronavirus a global pandemic. The U.S. locked down international air travel and Tamar's opportunity vanished. Instead of the five-week, 550-mile pilgrimage, Tamar found herself on Interstate I-90, driving 650 miles of highway from Cleveland to Providence, no spiritual journey across Spain. But alone in her blue Volkswagen Jetta, the 10-hour drive east turned out to be more of a pilgrimage than she expected. It started... I was listening to... So nerdy, but I was listening to a medicine podcast with a bit of a refresher course from the Clinical Problem Solvers podcast. Welcome back, Clinical Problem Solvers. Basically, they go through a case. So to start off, a 47-year-old man presents to an ED with acute abdominal pain, shortness of breath, and altered mental status. And I think I had a pause like halfway in between because I was like, oh my God, I I don't remember. Like, what's a hemoglobin? What is all this? (laughs) Deeper into the trip, though, she listened to a playlist put together by a friend. Soften the blow by Xavier Rudd struck a chord. Such a gorgeous, beautiful song, and it's basically about how he would lay himself down on the ground to soften the blow for his sons. And um, I was thinking about um, support and how important it is to have uh, people in your life that will soften the blow for you. Looking back on her drive, Tamar thinks the song hit her on a few levels. There's restarting her life at 30, as she says, leaving behind all of the people that she loves, needing to make new friends. Then there's the realization that she'll soon have the responsibility, what she considers a privilege, to soften the blow for her patients. As a med student, you're so limited in what you're able to do. I feel like I'll finally have the opportunity to really own my patient, and I'm really excited for that, to be like, I am your doctor. What does that mean to you, own your patient? I am your doctor. It means knowing, you know, how are they doing? What is their diet? Really knowing every aspect of their care and knowing who your patient is the human that's behind all the tubes and uh, lines of IVs. The resident class of 2020 will face the same challenges all newly minted doctors face. Grueling hours, medical mysteries, cafeteria food. But this class also must learn on the job in the midst of a global pandemic. 
Tamar admits, hours before her first shift starts, she's scared. Preparing myself for the weight of what's about to happen, i.e. working with COVID patients. Thinking about holding up an iPad for a family member to say goodbye, that just seems terrifying to me really thinking about yeah what it's going to be like working with those patients it's it's going to be tough and i've always tried to communicate effectively and i wonder how will i be able to navigate speaking to um the patients themselves talking to the family members on the phone and be able to have really 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 hard conversations it seems like these hard conversations are where you find the meat of life and that is where you've always wanted to be yeah and starting tonight you will be there (laughs) yeah Yeah, I guess so. It really does come full circle. Tamar left us a voice message the morning after her first shift. Hello. (laughs) Uh, It's, um... God, how many times is that? I had a pronounce a patient dead within the first hour of my shift was not expecting that one um and then i had to admit a very very young covid patient which was really sad uh and it was basically just non-stop for 14 hours so <laughs> i'm gonna go and uh sleep peace out already tamar says one of her first lessons balancing her desire to support her patients fully with the emotional weight of the job. I'm Dan Gorenstein. This is Tradeoffs. Next time, I sit down with one of my co-hosts, Bapu Jenna, to discuss two new pieces of health policy research. And what I like about this study is it, it tries to answer a really policy important question, which is if you force people to wear masks, How much are we likely to see a reduction in COVID-19 cases? We'll talk mask madness and a surprising new study on the value of primary care coming out of Flint, Michigan. Next time on Tradeoffs. If you enjoyed today's episode of Tradeoffs, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you use. You can keep in touch with us between episodes by following us on Twitter at TradeoffsPod or sign up for our newsletter at tradeoffs.org. Tradeoffs team is producers Ryan Levy and Vicki Stern, intern Sabrina Ems, partnerships lead Jessica Silverman, business affairs Kevin Davis, sound designer Andrew Perella, and editor Leslie Walker. The Tradeoffs theme song was composed by Ty Sitterman, with additional music this episode from Bliss Blood and Al Street, Xavier Rudd, and Blue Dot Sessions. Additional thanks to Vishal Ketpal, Amy Engler, and Holland Kaplan. Thanks also to all our listeners who helped to support our work, including Christina Modi and Emmett Lynn. 
Tradeoffs is supported in part by the California Healthcare Foundation, Arnold Ventures, and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Additional support from the Leonard Davis Institute of Health Economics and the Center for Public Health Initiatives at the University of Pennsylvania. The views expressed in this episode are those of the individuals and not those of Tradeoff staff, advisors, or funders. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.